0: Welcome, you're listening to a members-only broadcast, brought to you by Barnabas Foundation, your trusted ministry partner for planned giving. And here's your host, Kurt Knoll, Director of Member Relations. This classic podcast comes to you from our April 2019 training, where Naris McEwen, the Director of Ministry Advancement for Child Evangelism Fellowship, discusses donor referrals the before and after. In this, she shares how you can effectively introduce and connect your donors with a planning attorney and also talks about what's the best way to follow up after the meeting happens. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us. My name's Kurt Noll, the Director of Member Relations here at Barnabas Foundation, and joining me today is Neris McEwen from Child of Wisdom Fellowship from sunny South Florida. Uh, thank you for joining us today, Neris. Um, today, we're gonna dive into a bit about her work at Child Child Evangelism Fellowship and how she um, works with donors before referring them to us, the work that she does in introducing the concepts of plan giving and and, and getting them interested in working with Barnabas Foundation. in addition to that, um, we'll talk a bit about the after the referral, um, the work that she does on the follow-up side in working with her donors um, after they met with Amy and and kind of following through on on that work with them. Um, And so uh, we look forward to the the information that Neris is gonna share with us today. So thank you for joining us, Neris
1: my joy to be here. Excellent. Thank you for having me.
0: Um, just to start off real quickly, Neris, could you just share with us for just a minute a little bit about your background and what CEF does uh, with, uh, with those watching?
1: Sure. CEF, or otherwise known as Child Evangelism Fellowship, is an international children's ministry reaching boys and girls in almost every country of the world. Um, last year, we reached over 22.8 million children with the gospel. Uh, Only 3% of our ministry is here in the United States, which of course means then over 96 point something is overseas. Uh, And um, we have a threefold mission statement. We want to evangelize boys and girls with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to disciple them in the word of God and then connect them to a good local church wherever that is possible. And here in the U.S., it's our goal to be in every public elementary school and on all the military bases. So that's kind of what CEF does. Uh, we do it through the vehicle of clubs. Uh, we call them good news clubs. And I would call that uh, our club ministry kind of like a high octane in Sunday school. Okay. Lots of games, songs, and all that kind of thing to let them know about the Lord.
0: Excellent. No small tasks. And the goals that you guys have set for yourselves are quite large and, uh, and certainly for the Lord and the amazing work you guys have been able to do throughout the years. How did you get connected with CEF?
1: Well, uh, years ago, I was asked to come up and speak uh, at some of their conferences. Uh, My personal ministry is women's Bible classes. So I was asked to come, and then little by little, that developed in me having more knowledge of the ministry. And then back in 1999, I was asked to come on board in this area. Excellent, excellent.
0: Um, uh, just a quick reminder to anybody watching today, if you have questions during the uh, the broadcast, feel free to just put them right there in the Facebook comments. Um, I have the computer right here in front of me and I can certainly uh, we'll answer any questions that pop in as we go. Um, so Naris, just to start things off a little bit, um, you're a bit unique in how you approach this in some ways, but talk to us a little bit about how you go about uncovering those leads in your work with your donor base that you ultimately kind of turn over to. You work with Amy most closely, Amy Beatty, on our staff. So, you know, how are, how are you uncovering those plan giving prospects within your within your donor base?
1: Okay, we have about five different ways. The main one actually is we have some major donor events every year. Uh, we are actually having one coming up starting tomorrow in uh, California, and we invite our donors and friends in uh, for the weekend, and we have or have been a lot of hours, a lot more uh, time to be able to s- tell them all about the ministry than you would in a phone call or a one-hour meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always have an estate planning lunch at those meetings, and I do a presentation talking about estate planning and other types of planned gifts. And then Amy and I will meet with the people, uh, individual appointments that are set at about an hour, uh, that Friday afternoon and Saturday afternoon. And then from that, uh, develop other appointments because we offer the guide that people take home. And so I would say that is my number one way because I actually able to meet with the people and then you sometimes have breakfast, lunch with them and it, it always leads to other things. Secondly, then, uh, we do receipt stuffers. Barnabas Foundations calls them buck slips, I guess. Sure but uh, every single uh, receipt that goes out from our ministry has a receipt stuffer in there. And it would be anywhere from how to give through your IRAs, uh, stocks, trusts, will planning, um, and annuities. So every single receipt goes out. Uh, I also do a newsletter. Uh, about I have about 1500 on my newsletter list that we have selected people from our database that are either major donors or long-term donors and uh, we send this letter out and uh, even though it is a form letter with uh, good graphics and all that I put a cover letter and on about 400 of those I write a personal note too. So I make it as personal as possible uh, and then um, I would say other things um, is I go out on the road and I do training on our state and local levels, training on fundraising, and I always do an estate planning event at those uh, because there's always our board members and our staff and our volunteers there uh, that need to know this information. Um, When I visit headquarters, we also have a volunteer program. So when I am there, I make it a point to go to breakfast because that is the best time to sit with the volunteers get to know them, and again, that all opens up leads at times. So those are the major ways.
0: Sure. Well, you're certainly kind of carpeting the entire uh, organization with Plan Give messaging in some way, either at your events, with your volunteers, with your local teams in, in the state-by-state regions, and then, of course, you're kind of doing that broad-based marketing of with the receipt stuffers and the newsletters. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, when a lead kind of comes up I, I know some of these things are live right so you, you may just be meeting the donor sometimes for the first time and so you and amy are kind of walking into some of those meetings a bit blind but other times um you've gotten to know the donors um do you share some of the information you share with amy kind of ahead of time Do you kind of tee that up a bit and, and and give her some background on the donor why they're passionate about cef kind of talk a little bit about what you share with amy when you do one of those types of referrals
1: Yes. If, if I know the donor in advance, I try to let them know uh, like how long they have been part of our ministry, what aspect of our ministry have they taken part in, whether it's being on a local board or international board or volunteering at headquarters. I try to let them know as much as information that I know, even personal information, if I have uh, been with them and know their family, uh, know some of their circumstances, because they'll often share that right when they find out what you're doing. Oh, I need help in that because I just had to help settle in a state and it was a mess. How do I make mine better? So you're able to right away pick up on that and help. Excellent.
0: And any anytime you're able to share that kind of information or, or a development person who really knows a donor is able to share that information with us in advance, it really helps, um, The planners kind of get focused a bit on what it is that they're going to be talking about oftentimes with with donors. So um, anytime any of you have referrals with uh, with one of your donors that you're referring over to us, the more information you can provide to us that you know in advance, the better um, in terms of uh, getting things off the ground uh, the right way. Naris, when we were in Michigan together uh, just a couple weeks ago for an event, um, we spent a little time talking about this particular broadcast, and you shared a couple interesting stories that you often share with donors um, about stewardship and and so forth. And I just, I think the one that you mentioned, I believe it was about the Civil War, uh, I found fascinating. So I just asked, could you share that with with everybody kind of here today?
1: Sure, this is one of my favorite stories because it really does help you understand how important estate planning can be and good stewardship. Uh, And I'll get into my little roach here as I tell the story, but um, back in the days of the Civil War, there were many entrepreneurs who amassed great fortunes, fortunes in Confederate currency. And when the war ended, their currency had no value. It was absolutely worthless. However, there were a few entrepreneurs who looked to the future. They saw what was going to take place and they understood what that would mean. And so they converted some of their Confederate currency into U.S. dollars. And when the war ended, they still had value. Mm -hmm. Well, as believers, obviously, we know what the end will be. The Bible is clear. It tells us that it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. So we know that one day, maybe soon, maybe a few years down the road, we will be in the presence of our Heavenly Father. So the question we should ask ourselves is this. What currency? Do we have, is it all earthly currency or have we turned some into heavenly currency? And that's what we can talk about with them. How do you do that? What does that mean? How can you honor God and how can you protect your family? So that's, that's one of the stories. And I'll tell you another one. I don't think I told you when I was, we were meeting together, but I like to use this sometimes as I introduce the estate planning lunch that we are going to have. Uh, And I talk about how over the weekend we've been discussing eternal things, things that have eternal significance. And this is important. And at lunch, we're going to be talking about the same thing. Uh, And I mentioned that I have watched some interviews on television years ago. One was with Jackie Gleason. Does anybody remember him? And of course, the age of our audience, many of them do remember him. And then I say, say that he was interviewed and there was another person interviewed later, Dr. Billy Graham. Neither one of them in the interviews were connected in any way, but there was a common question asked. The question, what do you want to be remembered for? Now, Jackie Gleason's response was blankety blank, I just want to be remembered. Dr. Billy Graham's response was, I don't care whether I'm remembered or not. I just want to hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I've heard it said that never fear failure, fear succeeding as something that doesn't really matter. You get the idea. One wanted to be remembered. One wanted to be honored or told, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So state planning has to do with receiving that answer from the Lord.
0: Those are some great stories and powerful stories to share with donors. To uh, It certainly helps frame up the conversation that you're about ready to have following that. Um, it certainly puts stewardship in a firm perspective. And uh, we've got plenty of examples of that through Bible stories and the like, but sometimes these world, real life stories just really help bring it home, I think, uh, with donors sometimes. Because we've been taught these Bible stories time and again, um, but when you hear the stories of those Confederate folks that uh, had all that currency, those those Southerners had all that currency, or or, or Billy Graham versus uh, Jackie Gleason there, it really does uh, put it in a very different perspective and, and gets people to think. Um, thanks for sharing those, Neris. Um, another question I had is just when you... When you kind of talk to donors about who Barnabas Foundation is, you know, we we tell, we share with our members all the time how they ought to introduce who Barnabas is and talk about what we do. But I'd like just to hear your perspective. How do you introduce Barnabas Foundation to donors?
1: Sure. I I, I love Barnabas Foundation. They have been so helpful to us in the last five years. I could talk a long time on that. But when I introduce Barnabas, I will say that they are also a nonprofit organization that has a mission very close to ours. They, they love the Lord, and what they want to do is they want to be able to help you maximize and protect your God-given resources for your family and for the ministries that you love. Uh, I say that Barnabas brings two very important things to the table. Number one, they have a technical expertise that is par excellence. Uh, everybody on staff is well qualified in what they do. The attorneys that they have are ones that know the law. They know the tools and options that are available to help you. But in addition to that, and I feel as just as important, Barnabas Foundation also brings a strong biblical stewardship viewpoint to the table. So when you couple that technical expertise that can get you the, the knowledge you need and you put that along with good stewardship, I think it's an unbeatable combination.
0: Excellent. Thank you for those comments, Nearest. That's very kind of you. But we have been working for 40 years trying to do exactly that, to (laughs) provide a level of integrity and expertise to do this very thing. Um, And we we just feel it privileged to serve all of our members, donors, including yours. And uh, some of the donor engagements that I know Amy has had with your donors have been um, some simply amazing conversations and plans that we, we've been able to do uh, with your donors. So um, we're really thrilled with CEF in many ways because from day one you guys have really kind of leaned in really hard uh, with Barnabas. You've asked us to help you on a number of different projects, um, especially on the gift admin side that we've been able to help you out with. And then of course these these major donor events uh, and the work that's come with that. So uh, we certainly value the partnership. Um, one last question there is for you, you know, after the referral, um, so you refer him to us, a donor to us, we uh, we do the meeting, we'll do some our own follow-up work with the donor, um, but what are you doing with the donor after the fact? Um, and we'll come back to you and often tell you we've had the meeting, um, we may or may not be able to tell you much more than that depending on what the donor gives us permission to say, But what follow-up work are you doing? You know, Kind of describe for the, the folks watching just uh, your process afterwards.
1: Sure. Uh, Amy is very quick on getting information back to the donor that was requested at the meetings that we had together with her. Uh, so usually I would say within a week to 10 days, she has responded. So I usually wait another week, possibly two, and then I give them a call. And I just ask them, have you received the information that you need from Barnabas? Have you talked to Amy? What what have you got? Is there anything lacking? How can I help? And uh, then they'll tell me they've received information. And normally they will say, we haven't really had a chance to go through it very much yet, so we will. And then I usually try to uh, encourage them to set a deadline for themselves. Uh, you know, estate planning is something that uh, everybody wants to do, but they pro procrastinate a lot so I just kind of gently say why don't you set a deadline that a month from now or make it reasonable uh, that you will get back with Amy or you'll get back with me and then do you mind if I give you a call about that same time just to make sure it's happened and then if you miss the deadline don't be that concerned but set a new one you know just always try to keep moving it forward I continue to keep the people on my newsletter list So that uh, and then I will always put a personal note on those people to just say that um, we're glad to help them. Do they have any more questions? And I try to follow up. But obviously, you you can't just keep doing it over and over. But I do have the advantage that many of the people that we've worked with come to our events several times. So then I have that opportunity either at the event or at our headquarters to once again sit down with them. I had one lady that told me one time her husband kept procrastinating and procrastinating and she said you know what i told him i want for christmas this year is i want our estate plan to be done (laughs) well it took another couple years but at one of the events then she came back to me and she said guess what i finally got my christmas present so it's things things like that you just have to Uh, Have patience, but if you can figure out a way to either call, or maybe sometimes when I know them well, I'll just call them and tell them something new, exciting that has just happened in the ministry too. Or some of them I am praying regularly for. uh, Because the bottom line of all of this, it starts with prayer. Pray for the opportunities. Pray for the ability to follow up. Pray to be cognizant of the little clues they may give you in conversations like one time we were actually taking an inventory for an estate plan in the process they found out they have several rental properties well right away then i asked them i said uh you know there may be a point in time when you're tired of managing these things before you sell please contact us because there will be tax consequences and there are things you can do to help on that and reduce that so always be on the lookout for a, a word they're getting ready to retire Uh, I can give from personal experience. My husband retired not just a year ago. He had his own small little office building. And Barnabas helped us from minute one through the end of the sale. uh, We put it into a charitable remainder trust. And it gave us two wonderful advantages. We were able to avoid much, much capital gains. And in addition to that, we are able to give a good charitable gift. So those are the kind of things you need to look out for people retiring, people owning rental properties, but be cognizant of what they're saying. But the main, main thing is you just get to know them and they become your friends.
0: Fantastic. And uh, I love that point you said there about encouraging them to set their own deadline and then doing yes. a little bit of accountability with them. Um, that's a great little nugget that I don't know that we've ever really thought about, uh, but we'll take that back within our own process here and then talk oh, great. about that. <laughs>
1: Great because I, I often I tell them I don't want to be a pest, but at the same right. time this is important I want you to move forward.
0: Right. So it's
1: a, a gentle way to do it.
0: Certainly. I think the other thing there that you kind of finished up on was was a fantastic comment there is that you and your husband have kind of really experienced the work that we do firsthand and what I say to all of our development folks, especially new organizations that come on board, is that um, have firsthand knowledge of this. Even if your estate plan's is done, um, sit down with Amy or Steve or Travis or Jim um, and just kind of go through the process. Um, of our state plan review and the analysis work that we do so that if you're ever referring a donor to us, you can say, my husband and I actually use it ourselves or my wife and I use it ourselves. And uh, that firsthand account sometimes brings even another level of credibility. So for all you folks that are watching this uh, live now or perhaps later when you're watching the recording later, um, again, I just encourage you, uh, regardless where your estate plan is um, or regardless of how large your estate is, um, feel free to just kind of lean in on us and, and let's do that work together. Um, Neris, I'll just give you one final opportunity. Anything else you'd like to share with the audience uh, or the folks that are listening today about your work with us? Um, well,
1: sure, just a couple of last things. I really feel the importance of prayer. Uh, without prayer, you don't bring power into what you're doing. Prayer can open up the door so much. And really, any objection you have can be overcome by prayer. Um, I I want I ask for discernment even into to picking up on things in people's conversation. And I ask for boldness. When I have to speak to our board, even talking about what has taken place between Barnabas and us and, and in this whole area. I am very straight with them. I say, you know what, if you all are not willing to go through the estate process and remember CEF, remember charity, honor the God, who will? So um, we, we often look outside our donors, but our own individual board members, many of them have gone through the process, many of them they'll come back later and they maybe don't go totally through us, but because of our reminders, our printed visibility and the things, uh, they move forward with the process on their own and then they'll report back and they'll tell me Naris, our thing is done and CEF is part. So that's always a joy to know even though we don't always help it all the way through.
0: Naris, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate the nuggets of information that you've shared. Um, I hope that those who watched gained uh, an insight or two, and that those who will watch later, um, uh, what we have been finding is that uh, while folks can't always join us live, these videos get watched over and over again by our members uh, well after the fact when we do them. So um, thank you again for joining us. It's been a real honor and privilege to have you with us today, and it's an honor and privilege to serve you uh, and all of our other members um, in the work that we do here.
1: Thank you for listening.
0: This has been a members-only broadcast brought to you by Barnabas Foundation. Learn more about the variety of resources, tools, and training available to you by logging into the Member Center at www.BarnabasFoundation.com.